Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week four of 36 weeks, and today we have a very pointed conversation to have or discussion to have or topic to cover, uh, which will be different types of documentaries and what this one, what we're planning on making this one most like as far as those six different modes, as they're called, as I'll get into here in a moment. Uh, but before so, just quick some updates and uh, some quick uh, what's what what the latest is, so uh, the woman, uh, the incredible woman who runs the acting class, uh, got COVID, uh, as did her husband, but strangely her son did not. And she had to cancel or postpone the live show, which I don't even know if I talked about it much here because it was very sad, but, uh, the live show, as I record, this was originally scheduled for tomorrow. She does, Four live shows a year, one for two for each class, and she does two in-person classes uh, each week. So each of those classes have two live shows that they do each week, uh, each year, which means four live shows a year. And I've been to a number of them, and I uh, was not going to be able to make the one that was originally scheduled for tomorrow because I had a, uh, a thing that I really I went back and forth quite a bit. But it's a, it's a funeral, and there won't be another funeral for this person who I have much much respect for, and it was very important to me. And there will be other live shows. So I was not going to be able to make the live show. Silver lining is that now that she has COVID and she had to postpone it a week, she is fine. I talked to her just yesterday again, and she's she's doing well. But uh, we postponed it, long story short. Uh, I will now be able to assist Mike in the cover the, the coverage of it, shooting it uh, with uh, microphones and cameras, obviously. And I'll also be able to participate in the live show uh, along with Atticus. Uh, and it'll be his first live show that he'll be participating in, and it should be good for... Everyone involved, myself, Atticus, Bornak players, Mike, because I can help him. So all that's uh, good news. All right. All that said, I don't know if any of that was necessary, but it's happening in my life. So I thought I'd share it. All right. Here we go. Bill Nichols is a uh, he's a documentary film theorist. And a few years ago, a number of years ago now, he uh, decided to break down all the different types of documentaries that we see. And a lot of the time we just sit down and we think, you know, a documentary in itself is its own genre and very specific. And uh, I think the more you watch documentaries, the more you realize that there's many, many different styles in which these documentaries are presented, produced and made. Uh, produced and made is the same thing. So I didn't have to say that twice. All right. Get out of your head get out of your head. What I'm doing right now is a performative documentary. Um, and I don't, I don't look to do that. So, all right, here they are. And like I said, there, it's some of this, there's going to be overlap. And I 
would imagine that Loaded for Bear, the documentary, is going to use elements of all of these different modes, if you if you call them that. If you would like to, I'm going to call them that, so let's all call them that. So here they go. Here they are. Uh, beginning with something called participatory. Participatory is a, uh, a, a type of documentary. It's right there in the name where the interviewer is in the shot more often than not. And you definitely hear the interviewer asking the questions. Think of pretty much anything that uh, Michael Moore has ever made, right? And uh, the, the documentarian's f- viewpoint is the strongest. Uh, usually there's arguments being made that uh, the, the filmmaker is trying to show are real and uh, are, are and, and that they're right. So uh, Inconvenient Truth is another one. Um, we w- will be part of it for sure, but not in the sense that, uh, you know, as I'm interviewing the subjects, you're never going to hear my voice. You're never going to see me interviewing anyone. Uh, the production, myself, Atticus, as well as my producers on the other side of the documentary, which uh, we'll show getting the film off the ground. Yes, we're all going to be talking to one another and you're going to see meetings happening and that kind of thing. Oh, I forgot to bring that up in the producer's meeting. Oh, I can call them. Uh, I want to I want to shoot because uh, a couple of my producers are going to be out here uh, on June 1st and I would like to actually get something shot with them because they're they don't live out in California. And uh, we've never even I've never even met one of them in person. Oh, that's exciting. All right. So yeah, there, there'll be meetings, but we're, you're not going to like see me going up with a microphone and, and talking to subjects. That's never going to happen. All right. Another uh, type of, so that's participatory. Another type of documentary is observational. This is the fly on the wall type of documentary that we're all familiar with. There's one called Leviathan, which is might be the ultimate version of this, even though it's got some other, it's got another element that I haven't gotten to yet in it, uh, which is poetic, but we'll get there in a second. But observational is just, it really goes for that. This is how the subject truly is. And we've shot so much footage that they forget the cameras even on. And this is them looking out the window and scratching their forehead and thinking, and, and this is how they actually would be if they were alone in the room, but now they're showing you their true side. And it's all about getting to, to, to the truth. And uh, obviously there, there's going to be candid moments in our documentary. Um, there's going to be, you know, probably some, some stuff where we uh, are on a, uh, one of our actors say uh, who's, you know, gearing up to do something and they're a little bit nervous and they're in their head a little bit, or, or, you know, you can see they were going over some lines or, uh, like just yesterday, Mike, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this at the top, but Mike did his first class with me. I also had uh, my first real meeting about this project uh, with Mike Carano uh, since I last talked to you. And we came up with all sorts of creative ideas, which I knew would be happening when I sat down with Mike. And uh, it went very well. And he, even though I haven't been able to pay him a dime yet, because the money hasn't, and there hasn't been any money transferred yet, but Mike, you know, Mike's that kind of guy. He, and Mike would do all of this for free, foolishly, and there's no way we're going to let him do that. Uh, but, you know, Mike's all about like, let's get to work. And he's got ideas. I would not rather be co-directing this with anyone else. Mike is fantastic. So he was at a full class yesterday, even though Mary wasn't there to run it, but uh, he got all sorts of stuff. And it was a little bit of a different vibe, uh, at least for me, having, you know, a guy, even though I know him so well, have a camera and be shooting stuff. So something we're going to have to get used to, but he did got a lot of really good stuff for the improv uh, part where we all break off for five minutes or so. And we come up with our premise for what we're going to do for the improv. So that was fun having him there. And there are going to be back to the observational fly on the wall type documentary. Yes, there's going to be moments of that. 
However, that's not going to be the style of this entire documentary. Uh, next, we have reflexive, uh, reflexive documentary uh, mode, reflexive mode, which is um, the audience. It's all about the audience and filmmakers' uh, relationship, is the way that they put it more often than not. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a subject, but it's going to be a lot about how the documentarian uh, sees that subject and how they relate to that subject and how that subject uh, will be related directly to the audience. And there's a lot of like full uh, exposure of the, the gear and the lights and showing them actually making the documentary, even showing them edit parts of the documentary and, and all that. I've, I've had thoughts and I've had ideas which are pretty outside the box that involve a lot of reflexive, um, documentary filmmaking for this project in particular. But the more I think about it, the more I don't want, I don't want to be a part, especially of the born to act stuff. I don't want to be over there involved. It's, I want it to be about them. I don't want to be taking away from what they're doing over there any more than needs needs done. So while that kind of filmmaking is very meta and it goes with the very meta scripted film that we are ultimately making, uh, there will be some room for that. But like, here's, I mean, you guys are, you guys are all friends, right? Like here's one of the original ideas that I had was that meeting that Mike and I had the first production meeting that we had that was completely, uh, there was an agenda and it was professional and we sat down and, you know, Mike does drift and he talks about other things. And then I was able to bring him back in. He'll never hear this. So I can say that. And he knows that to be true too. But, uh, I had ideas at one point or another that, you know, we would shoot that. And then, uh, I would, you know, kind of say, Hey Mike, this is the project and this is what we're going to be doing. And then I want you to co-direct it or I want you to direct it. And then we'd have like almost scripted lines like, Oh, well, if you're going to direct it, then who's directing this? Well, we need to hire like, you know, and bring Rand in or something. We'll, we'll hire Rand to shoot this and then cut to now we have two people making it. And it, that goes with the vibe of everything being so meta and, and fun, but it puts the, the, it puts the focus on us and that's not what I'm looking to do with this at all. Plus I don't think Mike would ever sign off on anything so goofy, but anyways, that's reflexive. The, uh, amazing Jonathan documentary that was going on. I was going on and on about, about the, um, now dead comedian and uh, magician, uh, amazing Jonathan. There was a, a couple documentaries made about him at the same time. And one of them is called the amazing Jonathan documentary. And it definitely is reflexive in the sense that it's a, a lot about the documentarian as well. And I highly recommend that movie, but that's not what we're going to be doing here. All right. Uh, so that's three of them. We got reflexive, observational and participatory. I hope this is as interesting to some of you as it is to me. And then, uh, next we have number four, which is my least favorite of the, the bunch. And it's poetic, poetic documentary. Uh, as far as narrative films go, uh, tome poem is something that I hear bandied about quite a bit recently, tome poem. And it's those movies that are all about vibe. Um, and they do it with documentaries as well. And while there might be a place for it, this is my own opinion. This is just me spouting my opinion. No offense to anyone who loves poetic documentaries or tone poem narratives. But while there might be room for them, this is me, my opinion, uh, in narratives, you know, like under the skin is a great example. It's all about vibe and, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of dialogue and it's moody and the music and the color and, and all the insanity that goes with that movie. There's plenty of them out there. A lot of the time I hear tone poem, I think, okay, I'm never going to see that because I'll uh, be all I can do to, to stay awake. That's the narratives. As far as documentary poet poetry, ah, I can't, I just can't. Uh, cause I, a lot of the time I'm watching a documentary cause I want to understand the subject better than I ever have. I want to, 
empathize with a, a subject that I, that, that I didn't know I could empathize with. I, I want information. I want also, cause this comes from me being, you know, having the reading disabilities and being such a terrible, terrible reader. Uh, a lot of the information I get is through audio or visual forms. And if I'm watching a documentary and, and you're spending 90 seconds showing somebody walk down the street with like music, trying to get me to feel something like, I'm like, tell me something, you know? So I can't, they use a lot of music and edits to convey a particular vibe in poetic mode documentaries. And that is, that's not my style. I can, I can assure you that you're going to see all sorts of different things from these different modes in loaded for bear, the documentary, uh, the poetic mode will probably not be represented at all. And if it is represented, it'll be very, 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 very quick. And, uh, covering my bases there in case this thing gets done and then someone comes back and goes hey i thought you anyways and then now number five is the performative performative i mentioned this earlier performative documentary mode Um, this shows what um, the experience feels like that's that's kind of what they're going after with the performative and the best example i could come up with this one for performative is catfish where they're all going through the motions at the same time and they're, they're, they bring a lot of their own experiences to it as documentarians. They are obviously a part of it. So this is, you know, overlap with participatory as well as reflexive uh, to an extent. But performator, performative mode documentary is a, a particular, uh, they do a lot of reenactments. They even fake things like I was suggesting for the uh, reflexive earlier where they will set up like, oh, we don't have that scene or we didn't have that and I think this happens actually what I'm about to say happens in a lot of documentaries, uh, um, but I'm pretty jaded too, but like they won't have the cameras running when a particular thing happens and then they'll go back and they'll reenact it, reenact it. Or they just do straight up reenactments where, you know, it's like uh, 2020 or Dateline where they're showing you what the, sometimes that that's done to good effect. Sometimes it, it, it has ruined documentaries for me where the reenactments are just like, why guys, like I get it. I don't need to see actors doing that. So that's performative. And then finally, the sixth mode as broken down by Bill Nichols, the documentary film theorist is expository. Expository is probably what you think of most when you think of a documentary. And that is more information than anything else. Um, there's most always a voiceover narration with the expository leading you to the water or, or giving you the vital information or teaching you almost, um, a lot of explaining going on with the expository. It doesn't have to be one voice narrating. However, most often it is one very deep voiced male, uh, uh, narrator. You think like uh, March of the Penguins going way back. Nanook of the North, uh, was a, another expository documentary. And while these don't lend themselves to a whole lot of creativity. If you got the subject, you got the access and you're a creative person and can get around just showing talking heads and telling a story or giving uh, facts via narration. uh, There's plenty of ways to make a, a expository documentary sing. And that is going to be our main guideline uh, for making this at least as we set out here. It will be expository because what am I, what am I trying? What, what's the main focus here for the documentary? And that is to show off the talents and everything that these, these actors uh, have to offer. And uh, 
I still don't know. And I'll, and I'll be doing research and learning uh, more about the breakdown of this, but I don't know how like somebody who hasn't worked with this population as much as I have, or doesn't have family members or close friends um, who are from this population, how they perceive them or what they think of them. Like, I don't know what the average person's idea of a mentally challenged or IDD individual is. I don't know. And that's one of the main driving forces behind this project is to let everyone who's interested see, you know, wh what makes these guys tick and, and how great they are. And like the joy that I get from spending time with them. And that's, that's what I'm doing. So I don't want to get too cutesy with this. I don't want to like try and get too creative because I don't think it needs it. I'm just going to try and go straight forward, do creative things along the way to help tell the story, help have them help to tell the story. Like if we do any reflexive stuff, it'll be having some of the born act players, maybe do some production with us as we're shooting a scene or an interview and having, you know, one of them like do boom mic stuff and uh, having someone, you know, help with a light, that kind of thing. And maybe we'll show that and that will be reflexive. But for the most part, I want narration. I want stories to be told. I want maybe some of them doing some, some of their own narration. Uh, there's just, there's so many things we can do where we don't have to get crazy with it. So expository is uh, our aim. And that said, it, it is, and I brought this up at the producers meeting that we just, we just finished up with our Friday producers meeting. Um, there's a, there's a, you know what? I'm not going to, there's a, there's a Gordon Ramsay uh, show from uh, a number of years ago. I, I, I like Gordon Ramsay quite a bit. And there is one that I always really responded to. And I haven't, I say this, I have not seen it in a number of years, but I keep thinking about it in my head as it relates to this project in particular. It's called the F word and it's a, it's a, it was a European show. I don't even know if it really ever got distribution over here. You can watch it on Hulu and it's my favorite thing that Gordon Ramsay's ever done just because of the breakneck speed and I got a little ADD. So there's just a lot of stuff coming. And if I recall, it was three shows in one where they'd spend a scene with him in his house with his family. And you got to see Gordon Ramsay hanging out with his family. And I think one of the seasons they were raised, I've seen them all, but it's been a long time raising pigs that they ultimately slaughter and eat, which I would never be able to do. But that's like one of the storylines it's following. And then it's got Gordon Ramsay running some kind of reality uh, uh, contest with, uh, you know, cooks or different chefs that, you know, it's, it, it, it's got that element where it's, it's made just for F, the, the, uh, the F word. It's not like pulled from Hell's Kitchen or something. But they actually have like a competition going on within the same show. It's almost like a variety show. And then it's Gordon Ramsay over there. Uh, I think he's he's building a restaurant with uh, somebody. And so there's three, four different stories. They all deal with with Gordon Ramsay, but there's three or four different stories going on, and there's a lot of cross cutting um, back and forth. So you're never on one of the stories too long. And that's what I plan on doing uh, with this documentary. That's what we plan on doing with this documentary. But instead of Gordon Ramsay, it's going to be the born to act players and uh, what it means to be mentally challenged in today's world. And um, that's going to be the through line. That's going to be the theme that's going to connect all three of the different stories, which are the born to act players uh, class, um, the volunteers that run it and what it means to be a volunteer, as well as uh, the narrative, narrative uh, scripted film getting off the ground. And, you know, there's a wrinkle there with the uh, writers 
guild strike and the possibility, the very real possibility now of SAG and after striking and what that means to the project. I've been on the phone uh, on and off all week trying to make sense of that and, f- and talk to my contacts and figure out what that means for our project. It looks like it means good news for the documentary uh, as far as where it could live and what could ultimately happen with it and bad news for the narrative, at least uh, at the moment. So, you know, but who knows? It, it's who, who knows? So that's that's what we uh, are doing this week. Participatory mode, observational mode, reflexive mode, poetic mode, performative mode, and expository mode, which is what ours will probably most resemble once it's done. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening. I did not do my due diligence and uh, bring up the people who have given most recently, so I should I should do that. We got TJ Yates. Welcome to the program. Andrew Martin, thank you very much. I don't think I thanked you last week. Sorry if I thanked you twice. I don't know why I'm apologizing for thanking someone twice if I did, but I don't think I did, Andrew. Uh, Matt Nazareth uh, came in. We got Tyler Brewer over there who's coming in monthly. Tyler Brewer coming in monthly. Uh, Tyler also sent me an email saying, hey, how can I help uh, any way that, that I can help, uh, which is very nice. Aaron Poole or Ron Poole as he's known uh, also came in uh, recently so thank you Ron good to have you a lot of these names too I know from back making groupers so you guys are coming around for another wild ride which this one definitely will be and then finally we have Chaz Lehman I hope I'm saying that right Chaz Chaz Lehman Lemon Lehman Lehman Chaz Lehman Um, we uh, saw your very generous donation and uh, for those of you who are uh, at the level where you get to be a part of those producer weekly producer meetings, uh, please don't forget to do so. Uh, you get an email and uh, inviting you to. I would love to see you. We had a couple on there today. A couple of my favorite people, Eric and Florence, are on there. But uh, please uh, come on by. The more the merrier, especially uh, if you have any ideas. Because, uh, you know, the more minds, the better. So thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And I will talk at you for week five next week. Oh, that's the final thing. If you ever have any any uh, ideas for topics or t- something you would like to know, whether it pertains directly to the documentary or, or filmmaking in general or a topic you would like me to cover on this particular feed uh, moving forward as it pertains to, obviously, you know, one of the two uh, projects that we have going concurrently here, please don't... Uh, don't don't hesitate to shoot me an email and saying hey it'd be really interesting to hear you talk about this or do a little bit of research and, and you know shed a light on this i usually have something to talk about but there's always room especially when we have 31 weeks to go or 32 weeks as it were to go so uh, i take requests is what i'm saying so thanks very much everybody have a great weekend and talk to you next week loaded for bear doc.com is where you go i should lead with that loaded for bear doc.com if you would like to be a part of this jeez i'm getting better at marketing but still i mean that's at the very end you plug yourself at the top. Loaded for bear doc.com. Share the word. Spread the word. Bye.